Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of Review of Honor. I am your host, Wrestling Man, and this is the podcast dedicated to Ring of Honor and each and every Ring of Honor event. Now, before I go any further, for those that are new to um, my podcasts and other stuff, I I do want to explain the delay in the setup or the put-up of this, the second episode. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, I've been dealing with um, an illness and never got a chance to watch the show, so that's why this episode is up a little bit later than it should be, to which I do apologize. But, this is a good show that I'm going to be talking about. Ring of Honor's second show they ever did, and it is the Round Robin Challenge. This event took place on March 30th, 2002 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with the first annual Round Robin Challenge. So, let's get right into it. We started the DVD with Christopher Daniels cutting a promo saying how Ring of Honor is basically trying to is the same as every other independent promotion in the U.S. and how they're trying to be better. But Christopher Daniels knows that they're just the same as any other independent promotion, and that tonight he will beat both American Dragon and Low Key in the Round Robin Challenge. So after we get our uh, video intro, uh, the Hit Squad, Monster Mac and Mafia, they go outside near the the complex where the show is held to get the the crowd hyped up for the event. Then we go into a very, very interesting uh, reading, the Code of Honor. Now, in the first episode, they or in the first event, they talked about the Code of Honor. Here, you go into full length, full detail of the Code of Honor, and I'll tell you guys real quick the five rules of the Code of Honor. You must shake hands before and after every match. There is no sneak attacks before a match. You cannot use a manager or another person at ringside to help you. You cannot strike a referee. And if you break one of those rules in the Code of Honor, you automatically lose your match. Then we go to Divine Storm, uh, Chris Divine and Quiet Storm. And Quiet Storm tells Chris how he has this awesome new submission move that he liked to try, and he'd like to try it on Chris Divine. And it's basically a cross-faced chicken wing, American Dragon Caesar. He's like, that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. And he hooks it on really, really good. So now we go to match number one of the Round Robin Challenge. It is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels against American Dragon. Now this match, it's a good match. It's a good way to start off the show. It's a basic junior heavyweight style match. Um... You got a mixture of some wrestling, a mixture of hard-hitting, not a lot of high-flying. These two guys really aren't considered high-flying wrestlers. And this is a good match. I I enjoyed it. And the match ends when Christopher Daniels locks in a cross-face onto American Dragon, and American Dragon is forced to tap out. After the match, Christopher Daniels forces American Dragon to shake his hand. To the back, Prince Nana and the towel boy, Eric Tuttle, and Nana says, 
if you stick with me, you will get to the top in wrestling and the towel boy is shining Prince Nana's shoes. So we'd go to a clip of earlier in the day where C.W. Anderson is talking about his match with Joey Matthews and Christian York. Well, he doesn't have a tag team partner, so he's going to pick anybody. He's going to pick somebody to be his tag team partner. Excuse me. So he picks one of the wrestlers from the ring crew and tells him that you're going to be my tag team partner tonight. Well, you'll get this you'll get to find out in a couple of minutes who that wrestler is. We go to our next match, it is tag team action as it is Prince Nana and the Towel Boy Eric Tuttle with Simply Luscious, who makes her Ring of Honor debut against the Hit Squad. And this is again another fun squash match. And the Hit Squad basically get the win after Mafia hits the burning hammer on Towel Boy. Now, after the match is where it gets to be more entertaining because the Christopher Street connection come out. Buff E and Mace, they come out. We thought they were dead after the first Ring of Honor event, but they come back. And, well, the Hit Squad sees them and they press Towel Boy up and Nan is on the outside and they throw Towel Boy over the post, and the three of them just barely, and I mean just barely, catch Towel Boy before he hits the floor first. And I mean, if those three guys had not been there, Eric Tuttle might be nothing more than a statistic on the concussions of professional wrestling, and I'm not trying to make fun of concussions. And then Simply Luscious tries to go after the hit squad. She gets caught. They do the same throw, although she does better on the landing. And Prince Nana drags Simply Luscious by her hair out to the, to the back. The hit squad shake hands, and then the Christopher Street connection drag Towel Boy out to the back, and Buff E is going to performs some CPR, but Prince Nana takes Towel Boy away, and then the Christopher Street connection, as only they can, practice CPR on each other. Yeah, yeah. So we go to the back from earlier today, where the book, where the Boogie Knights, Tobin and Drake, they're thinking about going after the Natural Born Sinners stuff, but Drake mentions how he took a dump in Eric Gargiulo's lunch bag, one of the announcers for the event, he and Steve Carino, and we'll get to that a little bit later on, my god, we got a lot of poop jokes here, so anyway, they go in the locker room, they try to take the chainsaw of Boogaloo, but it's, instead of it being in the case, it's a rubber chicken, you hear the chainsaw going off, and they run out of the locker room, then we get a promo from Joey Matthews at Christian York, basically saying how C.W. Anderson thinks he can find somebody to be his tag team partner and win, and it's not going to happen, and they're going to win. So now we go to the next match, and it is Joey Matthews and Christian York, and they face the team of C.W. Anderson and his tag team partner, Elax. No, folks, you're not hearing that wrong. The guy's name is Elax. And he even has a shirt that he wears. It says, got poop? 
trust me, this is not the end of the poop jokes here in this review of Honor. But anyway, the tag team match, you know, it's, it's actually a little bit more surprising in a good way than what I thought it was going to be. I thought this, you know, wasn't going to be a good match. But, you know, Elex, he holds up his end in the tag match. And you get, you know, C.W. Anderson, you know, good wrestler. Joey Matthews, good wrestler. Christian York, good wrestler. And it's just a good match. And at the end, um, Matthews and York, they hit their finishing move, which is almost like a 3D, except York has a DDT uh, position, and Matthews is just holding up. They hit that to get the three count and a victory. After the match, C.W. Anderson blames Elax for the loss, and he hits him with a spine buster. So now we go to the back, and it is Xavier talking about how originally the match that he was supposed to have on this show was with the Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. But because of an injury, Scoot Andrews could not be on the show. So instead, he's going to get the Sicilian Shooter. Now we go to see who the Sicilian Shooter is, and it is Little Guido! Well, here in Ring of Honor, he's not known as Little Guido. He's known as James Maritato. He is the shoot wrestler, the shoot fighter that was in UWFI long before the comedy gimmick of the full-blooded Italians and when he was Little Guido. So we go to that match, and this is a good match. This is another good match from Xavier. Um, and, and honestly, I think this match is better than the one that he had with Scoot Andrews on the first show. Probably because there was a little bit more wrestling involved. And, and I'm not, you know, putting Scoot Andrews down. Scoot Andrews is a good wrestler. But there was something about Xavier and James Maritato here, and those two just really worked. They clicked together in this match. And, um, you know, it was a very good match. Um... They didn't go to the outside a lot. You did get to see some shoot wrestling. And I really like the ending of the match. Maritato tries to go for a cradle. He, you know, he locks in the hands on Xavier, but Xavier jumps over him and then basically goes into a, a bridge for the three count and the victory. Xavier with a big, big win over James Maritato. Xavier 2-0 in Ring of Honor. So we go to a promo of the Natural Born Sinners, how last time they got beat, it was unfair, and this time they're not going to hesitate. That's basically the promo. So we go to the match, the Natural Born Sinners and the Boogie Knights, that is the next match, and here we go. We go back and we talk about the, uh, the poop references, where... Um, you know, uh, somebody, you know, uh, Drake of the, of the Boogie Knights pooped in Eric Gargiulo's lunch bag. And Carino's like, oh, what is that smell? And Gargiulo's like, oh, no, it's my lunch. I got a, I got a sandwich in here for intermission. No, that's not a sandwich smell. Oh, it smells terrible. So, you know, and this goes off for a couple of minutes. And then finally, you know, the punchline at the end of this is, oh, stop it, I got some milk and cookies. And Carino goes, yeah, somebody's cookies. Very good, very good. But no, I, but this match is basically more of a revenge match for the Natural Born Sinners, and they don't play around this time with the Boogie Knights. Um, 
even though Homicide at one point does hit one of them with a rubber chicken in the corner over and over again, the end of the match comes when Boogaloo has a half Nelson on Tobin, and Homicide hits a lariat, and Boogaloo throws Tobin backwards, and it's base it's basically a half Nelson lariat combination. Natural born sinners get the three count and the victory. Um, now one thing I do want to mention um, that happened in the show before I go any further or on this DVD is Frank Talent. Now, I know a lot of you fans in Philadelphia know that name because he was a part of the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. Um, so he talked to the wrestlers, you know, about how last show was incredible. Everyone was talking about it. Keep doing a great job. Well, meanwhile, Spanky is behind him, and he's got his rope on, and he's brushing his teeth in, in the middle of talent talking he's got his headphones on and sort of you know he's sort of disrespecting him but not in the way that you would think of disrespecting it's just one of those you know generation things so low-key comes and he gives a promo about christopher daniels saying how tonight he's gonna make daniels respect low-key which leads us into match number two of the Round Robin Challenge. The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, at 1-0 already, going up against Low Key. And this is a different match, a different style of match from the first match. Because this is more strike-oriented. Low Key does a lot of kicks on Christopher Daniels. And Christopher Daniels does fight back. You know, he, he does his wrestling... He's not a kicker. Low-key really is a kicker. And the same with American Dragon. And I'll get to that when we get to the last match. But, um, you know, Low-key's just striking with these kicks and kicks and kicks. And Christopher Daniels does fight back. You know, does hit the BME, the best moonsault ever. And I really enjoyed the end of the match. The end of the match is Christopher Daniels. He's going to try the Dragon Sleeper on low key and low key all of a sudden reverses it and he locks in his own dragon sleeper um almost like a dragon clutch to be honest and christopher daniels has no choice but to tap out low key wins the match now after the match christopher daniels asks for the microphone again and as it looks like he's a about to shake the hand of Loki, he says he will never shake his hand and he will never honor him and he will never respect anybody until he gets the Ring of Honor title. Ooh, first time the Ring of Honor title gets or gets gets mentioned. Well, Christopher Daniels leaves the ring and as he's going down the stairs to the locker room. Here's the hit squad and the natural born sinners. They heard what Christopher Daniels said, and Mafia's about ready to kick Christopher Daniels as Christopher Daniels backs away and hides, or he tries to find somewhere to go. Meanwhile, as the camera is trying to follow him, Spanky gets the camera, and he starts dancing and singing while he's brushing his teeth, and the cameraman's trying to get away, and... Spanky's just controlling the camera. It was, again, another funny moment. To the basketball court. 
of the Murphy Rec Center. It is the SAT, Amazing Red, and Quiet Storm. We see them playing a game of basketball, which it looks like Quiet Storm and Amazing Red won because at the end of this clip, we see one of the Maximos throwing the ball at Red, very, very upset about how that game went down. Now we go on to our next match, which is Chris Marvel against the debuting, well, actually, these guys are both debuting, Paul London. And that's going to be a name that you guys are going to hear a lot of in the near future, in future episodes here on Review of Honor. Now, this match does have a good start. You know, it's starting to build up. It's starting to get good. And it has the potential to be a good match. And then, as Marvel's about to come back in, London kicks him. London hits an Asai moonsault. But when he hits the move, Chris Marvel breaks his ankle. His ankle is in an, is in an angle that it really should not be in. They stop the match immediately. Paul London wins, obviously, because, well, Chris Marvel can't continue. And then Steve Carino, again... Um, you know, has these jokes again, um, not as offensive as the poop jokes, but it's like, oh man, that's such a bad break. And then a minute later he goes, you know, that's not the kind of break you want in Ring of Honor. And then one minute later, I know that's not what Rudy Boy Gonzalez meant when he said don't, or to break a leg. So three break jokes. Very good. Very good timing there, Mr. Carino. So we go to the back. Jay Briscoe cuts a promo saying how he's fight, or facing Spanky. Mark Briscoe gets on his case about how he lost last month and how will he lose again in another match. So we go to the next match, which is Spanky versus Jay Briscoe. This is a good match. This is a good match between these two. And, you know, for the second month in a row, Jay Briscoe is wrestling a guy in Spanky who is a high flyer. I mean, Amazing Red is more of the high flyer between him and Spanky, but Spanky is a high flyer. So, um, here, you know, we get some good wrestling, some good junior heavyweight style, um, it even goes to the outside a little bit where Spanky springboards onto the top rope, then goes to the other side or the other corner of the top rope and hits a cross body block on the Jay Briscoe. And then, and then we get not a big moment in Ring of Honor history, but this is a moment in Ring of Honor history. As Spanky attempts to go for sliced bread number two, Jay Briscoe pushes Spanky off and Spanky hits forehead first into the steel post. And then after Jay Briscoe hits a beautiful move on the on Spanky, we see that Spanky has been busted wide open. That's right. Spanky is the very first wrestler in Ring of Honor history to be busted wide open, to be bleeding. And, and I don't mean a little scratch, because American Dragon does have a little scratch, but this is straight up busted wide open. So for the duration of this match, Spanky 
is fighting Jay Briscoe with the blood coming down his face. So, again, and it's still a good match. These two still have a good match. And in the end comes when Jay Briscoe tries for the J-Driller. Spanky reverses it. Tries to go for sliced bread number two. Jay Briscoe tries for another move. Spanky reverses it. Hits sliced bread number two. Gets the three count and the victory. Spanky gets, excuse me, Spanky gets a victory. Jay Briscoe 0-2 in Ring of Honor, and Mark Briscoe gets on Jay's case, and Jay pushes Mark off after that very upset. So now we go to the offices of Ring of Honor, and we get to see Gabe, what well, we don't really get to see, but Gabe Sapolsky is sitting in front of a computer with two other guys. Now Sapolsky, like I said, you don't see his face. He is there, though. You do get to see most of his body. So there's a poll up on the Ring of Honor website which asks who is the best wrestler from the Texas Wrestling Academy. Some of the choices included Lance Cade, Shane, uh, Shane Matthews, or Shane, I'm, I'm sorry, Michael Shane, um, and American Dragon. American Dragon blew everybody out. He had like 64% of the votes winning that poll. And now we go into a three-team elimination match. It is Divine Storm, Chris Divine and Quiet Storm, Jose and Joel Maximo, the SAT, and the team of Brian XL and Amazing Red. Now, this match is contested under Lucha Libre rules, where you don't necessarily have to tag someone to become legal. So, and this is a good, this is a fun match. You know, um, it, it starts off with. Brian XL and Chris Devine, or I'm sorry, no, Joel Maximo. I, don't, it, 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 I mean, it doesn't matter who, who started it, but I apologize for that. But, you know, we do get some high flying in, you know, not a lot, though. Not a lot like the uh, aerial, the ultimate aerial match that was on the last DVD. We do get to see some aerial moves, and it looks very good. Now, the eliminations come. Amazing. Now, after Joel Maximo hits a superplex on Quiet Storm, Red sees the opportunity. He uses Joel as a stepping stone and hits a shooting star press onto Quiet Storm, gets the three count. Divine Storm eliminated from the match. So now we're down to the SAT against Red and Brian XL. And for a while, it looks like. Red and Brian XL are going to win this match. And then the mistake that costs them the match. Brian XL and Red attempt to go for a pin on Jose Maximo. They start fighting with each other. Red gets pushed by Joel into Brian XL. XL rolls onto the floor. A schoolboy by Joel. One, two, three. The SAT win this elimination match. Now, after the match, Brian XL and Red are arguing in front of the crowd, and they have to be broken up by the referees. Then we get another low-key promo, and he talks about how this is round two. American Dragon, low-key. Christopher Daniels, I beat the respect into him. American Dragon, 
I don't have to beat respect into you. Be prepared. Round two. So this is the second time they met because they did mean the Era of Honor. Everybody knows that by now. So this is the final match of the Round Robin Challenge. American Dragon at 0-1, Loki at 1-0. Loki has a chance to win the Round Robin Challenge with this match. So after the introductions of both men, here comes Ken Shamrock. Now everyone's wondering, what is he doing here? Now, he goes in, he shakes the hand of America Dragon, shakes the hand of Loki, shakes the hand of the referee. And he explains how he's seen the matches here tonight and he's been impressed. And he really has enjoyed the submissions, you know, the submission wrestling that he has seen. So he asks the permission of both Dragon and Loki and of the referee that he be the referee for this match, to which none of them have a problem with. So the referee gives his shirt to Ken Shamrock. Shamrock does basically the rundown of the rules, sort of like UFC and Prime, and we're underway. And this, this is the best match of the three of the round robin challenge. These three or these two guys go at it for over a half hour. It's chain wrestling. It's submission wrestling. It's just at its best. And what I liked about it was neither man was trying to get an upper hand. Neither man, you know, was trying to be cheap. These two guys were just going at it. They were wrestling each other for over 30 minutes. And there were times where when Low-Key kicked American Dragon, and I mean he kicked the crap out of him sometimes in this match, Dragon would roll out to the floor and you'd think this match would be over, but it, but it isn't. And then there's a moment where Loki's got the Dragon Sleeper on, but Dra but America Dragon goes out to the floor. Loki turns that into a sleeper. Shamrock does not break it on the outside. These guys are going at each other, and they're just going at it. And then the last about 10 minutes of this match is really, really good. Loki hits the key crusher on American Dragon, which is the move that he used to win the triple threat match on the last show. So Shamrock goes for the pin. One, two, Dragon kicks out at two, and Loki's face is priceless. He cannot believe that American Dragon got out of that move. And then a couple minutes later, um, Loki would try for a Phoenix Splash, but America Dragon brought the knees up, and that stunned Loki for a while. And then, you know, America Dragon was on the offense for plenty of time, probably a good four or five minutes. And then they go to the top rope. Loki hits a super key crusher from the top rope, but. American Dragon rolls to the outside about 45 seconds after that move was hit. Loki's on the other side of the ring. He's in the ring trying to get himself together. Loki goes out, brings Dragon in, only gets a two count. And an American Dragon somehow finds the energy to, you know, come back. And he locks on cattle mutilation onto, onto Loki. 
and Loki's fighting it. He really is fighting it. But Shamrock goes over, raises his arms three times. Loki does not respond. American Dragon excuse me, wins with Calamutilation. Like I said, the match goes a little bit over a half hour, but it is absolutely great. This is an unbelievable match. This is one of my favorite matches so far um, in year one of Ring of Honor. And this was a great way to end the sh or to end the the action that night. Um, and then after the match, they shake hands. Shamrock raises Dragon's hand, and then um, Dragon thanks the crowd for coming out. And and then they go to a, a music package of the next event, which I'll talk about in a moment. And then we go to the back where. For the second show in a row, SAT, Red, Brian XL, Divine, Storm, they're all arguing. Mikey Whipwreck in the locker room, and he yells. And he goes, Moon Dog, Bow Wow, what's your name? Brian XL, get out of here. You're not one of my students. Get out of here. And then he talks to Red, and he's like, what are you crying about? No one's lost more matches than I have. If you if you're having a problem, have, you know, being with a tag or with another wrestler, I'll find you a tag team partner for next month. And Mikey's upset, and then the five that are still in there, they keep arguing. Meanwhile, American Dragon is with Paul London and Simply Luscious. They're all talking, and then Spanky comes in, and he gets a little bit cocky. He talks about how, oh, so how'd you do? You were in there for what, ten minutes, and then. You know, they were all talking about the poll and how this guy thinks he could beat the other and the one and one thinks he could beat the other. And then Rudy Boy Gonzalez comes in and he says, Let me talk to Gabe and Rob, meaning Gabe Sapolsky and Rob Feinstein, about having like a little have a little Texas Wrestling Academy series match, a gauntlet match for next month, to which all three agree and and everybody leaves and then at the end we see Simply Luscious and she's like, I saw it. He's number one. And then we see America Dragon with a smile. He still has that cut right above the eye. Like I said, it's not that big of a cut compared to Spanky's, but it is a little cut. And then we get a video package of everything that happened at the Round Robin Challenge. And that is the end of the show. Now, um, let me say this. Those three Round Robin Challenge matches were all good. They were all good. You could have gone... Either one of those three as the main event, and it would have been a good match. But America Dragon and Loki just felt right. It felt right. It felt, you know, as the better of the three, and it really was the best match of the three. And I think that match going last was the right move. Now, this show, you know, it, it's very tough. It's like, you know, this show is just as good as the very first show. Um, some might say that this show's better than the first. Um, I, I don't know. It's really tough. It's still tough to me, tough for me to this day, all these years after seeing both those shows. And my opinion changes all the time. But I'm going to say the first show was better than this one. But this show was still a very good show. Um, a couple of things I do want to mention. Um, some key players that came in to, or the key player basically that came in the Ring of Honor on his first show. 
Paul London. What happens with Paul London? Well, Paul stays in, or he competes in Ring of Honor for a little bit over a year before he goes to WWE. He's in WWE for about a, almost a five-year period. Uh, you know, wins the Cruiserweight title, wins the tag team titles. And then um, he's basically become a star all over the world. He's wrestled in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. He's wrestled in Ring of Honor. Paul, Paul London is still an active wrestler. And he's going to be a very big part of the very early stages of Ring of Honor. And he's going he's gonna to be one of the key stones. He's going to be one of those key guys in the beginning. You know, this first year, year and a half of Ring of Honor and its existence. All right. Well, let me go through these real quick. Uh, the best match of the show... For me, I gotta go America Dragon Low Key. I really do. That match never gets old. Um, for me, I still enjoy watching that match. It's still a very good match. Um, the worst match on this show, and you know, I'm only gonna say it because this match just felt really quick. I'm gonna go Natural Born Sinners in the Boogie Nights. I mean, it was a rematch. And it's like, okay, well, maybe the sinners, you know, can do something here. They could get the win. It almost felt like a, it almost felt like a squash match. It was like, ah, oh, well, here's the rematch. Five minutes later, natural born sinners win. Not saying that the match was sloppy. Not saying that the match was bad. It just, you know, felt sort of forced. And, you know, like the match felt quick. Okay, so the next show that I'm going to be reviewing here on Review of Honor is a night of appreciation. And this is Eddie Guerrero returning the Ring of Honor. Let me tell you some of the matches that are on this show. AJ Styles makes his debut against Loki. Donovan Morgan makes his debut against Christopher Daniels. We do get the Texas Wrestling Academy gauntlet match. The SAT will face Red and a mystery partner. Jay Briscoe will face Tony Mamaluke. We get a three-way dance, Xavier, James Maritato, and Scoot Andrews. And there's going to be more matches on that show. And that will be the next review here on Review of Honor. So, if you have any questions or comments about this episode or the past episode or any stories that you have about Ring of Honor, send me an email, wrestlingman at sunsetflipshow.com. Like I said, the next um, the next show is going to be a night of appreciation. This is Eddie Guerrero's second and last appearance ever in Ring of Honor. How does that show hold up after all these years, and how does it hold up compared to the era of Honor Begins and the Round Robin Challenge? Well, you'll just have to tune back next month for that review. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Review of Honor, the Round Robin Challenge. And until next time, I am Wrestling Man saying goodbye, everyone.